You're listening to the Enterprising Expat. Stories of women who packed up their lives and moved abroad for love, a job, or a fresh start. What does it take to build a new life and business in a new country? What does it take to go from finding your feet to thriving? Find out how each woman did it. Be inspired. Whether you're an expat or digital nomad, to bloom where you're planted. Okay, uh, thank you, Patricia. I'm Gabriela. I'm a psychologist and an expat coach. I'm uh, originally from Chile. I'm an Austrian citizen, and I'm currently living in Spain, in Valencia. Wow. Okay, that's, that's quite a distance to travel. So <laughs> let's start at the beginning, and let's Ooh. take back to Chile. Okay, so I learned a new title, I think two weeks ago, and it was called A Love Pat. So it's when somebody mm -hmm. moves because they fall in love and they, you know, <laughs> they decide to be with the love of their life in, in a different country. Would it, does that title sit well with you? Yes, indeed. I'm a love pad. I'm still a love pad yes. because I'm still with, with the reason that I that I moved. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, I met my husband in Chile. He was traveling around the world, and one of the stops was Chile. And we actually met. I don't know if you if you know couch surfing. Have yes. you heard about that? Okay. Before that, because this, this is the Stone Age, uh, there was another group. Uh, it was called Hospitality Club. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and after that, uh, yeah, we, we hooked up and, and we, we, we became a couple. Yeah. And then uh, we stayed together for four months in Chile. And then he continued traveling and I stayed in Chile. And uh, two years after that, we reunited in Vienna. Wow. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just yes. loving all of these love stories. I'm just, I'm a romantic <laughs> at heart. I love it. Um, just talking about, I'm going to go sideways. So just talking about couch surfing and, and kind of all of this dating app culture. Do you find mm -hmm. that, I don't know, it's harder to meet people now that you've got apps to actually meet people. Do you, do you also think that? I think like, Back in the day when I was dating, you know, you all went to a place like a pub and you had a conversation and it was normal. So uh -huh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Because I'm like, oh, uh -huh. yeah, you know, couch surfing. Some I, I love the idea, but my friends uh -huh. will feel like, oh, no, you're going to invite an axe murderer into your home. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I heard that a lot. Uh, so wait, I, I, I about that, and then I, I will answer your question about the apps. But uh, this time in, in, in my life in hospitality club, uh, I was really, really uh, receiving like every every other week uh, people from all over the world, and I actually gave them my keys. We met on on a street near my work because I was working full time, and I gave them my keys, and and they went to my apartment, and I knew them just because we exchanged messages on the on the app on yeah. the on the and that was it but the, the the how do you say that the environment the vibe in this site it was so cool that you that you can you could feel that you trust this person even if you barely met met, met them before yes so uh, never i never had never in these two years never had a bad experience uh, neither as a guest or as a host it was really amazing. It was a really, really good time. 
So the axe murderer was, no, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> He went somewhere else. He, they stayed home, you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, it, it never happened in Chile. Actually, after that, after these two years, I traveled one year in Europe almost for free because I reunited with this, the people that went, uh, they lived in my, in my apartment for, for these two years. Oh, that's so amazing. It, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was lovely. Um, yeah. And about your question about the app. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it depends how you feel comfortable uh, showing yourself, showing the way you are. Um, for me, it was never, uh, I never actually met a guy uh, in a cafe or in a bar or in a restaurant. Uh, like I met a lot of guys, but I never date them mm. after that. So uh, the, the my serious relationships that I had, uh, and, and including my husband now, I met them all online. Cool. So, so, and I, I'm talking about 20 years ago. So it's not like t t 10, 20 years ago. So it's not like uh, a Tinder or something like that, but still yes. online. That's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. Okay. So, sorry, I, I just go off on tangents. Okay. So where were we? We're in Chile. We're in Chile. <laughs> okay. Chile again. Okay. Mm -hmm. And tell me about the thought processes you had when you decided, well, I, you know, falling in love is not a thought process, but when you, you're actually making this, the decision, actually, I'm going to Austria. Was there a lot of back and forth between you and, you know, your family, or was it very much just a decision between the two of you? It was a decision between the two of us because I've always been an explorer, an adventurer. So uh, actually, my family wasn't surprised when I said to them, "Okay, I'm moving. I'm I'm leaving to Vienna." Because before before that, I spent a year traveling through Europe. So they knew that I, sooner or later I was going to move anyway because I, I, I wasn't going to stay in Chile forever. So actually, uh, my husband was uh, like. Uh, an excuse, if you may, yes. to move abroad anyway. If I hadn't met him, I, maybe two years later, I, I would have moved anyway somewhere here in Europe. So he, he how do you say that? He accelerated the process. That was his uh, contribution. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was going to move anyway. He was the main reason for that time, but he wasn't the main reason to move abroad. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It, it, like, mm -hmm. it just falls into place. Sometimes mm -hmm. when, when mm -hmm. you know that you're not cut out for the place that you are in. Exactly. And, you, and mm -hmm. you, you, you just step into that, things start mm -hmm. to fall into place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, the thought process was actually really simple. I, I was more concerned about the relationship per se, not about moving, because we were like, uh, how do you say that, lone lone wolves. Yes. Like, yeah. So it, neither of us wanted to get married. Neither of us wanted to have children. Neither of us wanted to stay in a relationship long term. So it was really um, difficult to put everything into into a place so we can say, okay, we have to move together. Because you have to move here to to Austria, we have to make the visa thingies, and uh, that was really complicated. More more than, more than the moving process per se. So for me to move from Chile to to Austria, it was the relationship process and the immigration process, the, the bureaucracy that was really difficult. Right. Yes, that's something mm -hmm. I didn't even think about. I've been lucky mm -hmm. enough. Most times when I move, somebody else handles the bureaucracy. What was that process like? 
Okay, I'm so grateful because uh, he's so structured and a typical uh, middle, uh, so Central European. And, and actually, that's why I wanted to move out from Chile as well, because I'm, I'm a typical Central European as well. Although I'm from Chile and I'm really Latin in a lot of ways. But I'm really structured and organized and punctual, so I didn't I didn't fit in in Chile for that matter. <laughs> so so he, he arranged everything. I mean, almost everything. And but we still, uh, for example, we got married and. Five or six days later, the police were at our place because they wanted to check if we were really married or we were like a fake marriage. Wow. That was really interesting. Yes, they, it was a woman and she knocked uh, at the door. At, it was a Sunday at 10 a.m. or even 9 and and like, how do you call this thingy when you, when you can uh, see uh, outside this um, the people, uh, glass? The like peephole. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the the police um, uh, plaque, plaque. Yeah. Like she knocked, she knocked really, really hard. And and when I went to see, the plague was on these people. Yes. So yeah, that was really <laughs> interesting oh, to witness <laughs> to the police, to the immigration police. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. I, you know. I see. It's like, I get it, I get it, but it's also so offensive. Mm -hmm. it, it's so mm -hmm. offensive. It's, mm -hmm. I know it exists. I know that there are people who play the system, but it's so offensive. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, she entered the house at the, the apartment the flat and she started to see every room, like uh, the bathroom, the kitchen, the main room, the living room everything um and she started to ask questions like okay so you sleep together okay so how long have you been here okay uh, uh does your family want to come here wants uh, to come here because you know you're from chile so maybe you want to bring your family here oh, God. and of course everything in german yeah. so uh, and and my german was really really based so almost nothing it was like one week after I came to Austria. So I was really nervous. But um, I said, when I said, no, my family is not coming, she was really relieved in a way. And, and she went really happy yeah. home because <laughs> it looked like we lived together, actually. So, so yeah, after that, it was okay. But uh, it, it was a long hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm just trying to, I'm, I can picture it. I'm wrapping my head around it. And like my, my blood is boiling even though I understand it. So you can imagine it's Sunday where we were in our pajamas. Yeah. I was, my, my hair was a total mess. Suddenly the police comes. It's, yeah. So yes. It was really interesting. Yes. So that was my first encounter with the, with the bureaucracy, <laughs> <laughs> Austrian bureaucracy. <laughs> Welcome. Wow. Home. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, but I, I, I must say after that, it was really okay. I mean, the, the, it, everything is really bureaucratic. It's, uh, they, they love paperwork, but it works. It takes uh, time, but it works. It works uh, really, really good. So yeah. I don't, I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so, okay, so we're we're in Austria, and okay, we're, in Austria. we're okay. let's look at the the four stages of culture shock. So you've got the honeymoon, you're in love with everything and everyone. Then you move to frustration. Then you move to a, adjustment, and then you know acceptance. So, mm -hmm. 
Which phases did you go through and which ones did you miss in your time in Austria? All of them and back and forth and back and forth (laughs) and forth and back. (laughs) It was a really organic process. Uh, The honeymoon was really short. Uh, We actually uh, actually had a honeymoon after I I arrived because we got married and we went to Venice, like typical (gasps) honeymoon dream. Um, And then then uh, back to reality, uh, really, really quickly into a frustration stage because um, it, of course, it wasn't uh, how I imag- how I, I imagined it was going to be. Right. Uh, German is a really, really difficult language, especially especially if you make the transition from Spanish. Uh, luckily, I knew English before, but it was still a really, really uh, it was a slap in the face because I, I I was sure that after six months I will surely master the language and it will it will be perfect to me uh, for me to start a master's degree in German. Of course, but because after six months, of course, of I was course. I learned German. Of course, and uh, after one and a half, so after eighteen months, uh, I wasn't able to to uh, express myself the way that I wanted to. So you can imagine how frustrated I was. Yeah. And I did. It. I couldn't find a job, of course, because I wasn't uh, speaking the language. Um, it was difficult for me to find to make new friends. Uh, the weather, the weather. You never. I mean, I always tell my, my clients that they're soon to be experts. Uh, please bear in mind the weather because it is. It was a major issue for me. The weather in Austria is really different from where I come from in Chile. Okay. It's really long. The winters are really long. Really really cold, really gray. The sun was maybe sometimes for 10 days. We, we haven't, uh, we had nothing like remotely similar to sun. Yeah. So yeah. that was a really great shock for me. Wow. Uh, and, 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 I, and, I, and I didn't contemplate that. Um, yeah. So that, uh, I think that's it. For, <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> I think it's enough. <laughs> But these are like the small things that sort of Mm -hmm. weigh on you that you didn't realize that you were sensitive to until you're in a Mm -hmm. new environment. It's all those those little things. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you were working in HR. Then you you get to Austria. It takes you longer to learn the language. Do you eventually master it so that you can start working? Yes, yes, okay. thank God I did. Uh, but my first job, it was, uh, and that was another frustration, of course, because I, I, I started in a job I, I never thought that I could do in so many different ways. I was uh, helping elderly. I was bringing them their, their snacks, right. their coffee, their um, their spirituals, their, their, wine, their wine, of course, because they drink at 2 p.m., uh, their wine and their, and their rum, <laughs> whatever they drink. And I was like, yeah, uh, uh, taking care of them in, the, in this time. And uh, it was a really uh, nice way to to learn Viennese, you know, because of course German yeah. is German, but it, it depends on where you live. It's it's is they mm-hmm. they speak differently, you know. The dialect yes. is different, and Viennese is a really special dialect. Of course, you learn the language like the way it's supposed to be said and 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 written, and then you hear something is completely completely yes. different especially for older people. 
So <laughs> it was really like a, like a, how do you say that? Immersion yes. course in, yes, in, in Bali. immersion course. And <laughs> exactly. So they, they, like I describe a lot in my blogs and everything, they, when I didn't understand something, they, they shout <laughs> back. Like they, they, they repay exactly the same thing, but they like they shouted like, <laughs> but it, with the same with the same speed and the same. They didn't open their mouths, so it was really really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and they were yeah of course. And, and after that, when I said, please, can you speak slowly? And no no no, they said nah nah nah. It doesn't matter. It's not important. And they they gave up on me oh. really really fast. Um, yeah, that was really frustrating. And yeah, I spent one year there. So after that, that, that was like a boot camp. After that, I could master Viennese, but perfectly. So I, I spoke German and Viennese. And uh, I found the job actually not, nothing to do with uh, human resources because uh, that was in Chile was the end of it. Uh, I started a job a, a, like a, a, an expat coach in an in a, um, uh, organization for women. So, so I started to, I, 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 I certified, uh, I got my certification as a coach as well, because I'm a psychologist. And then after in Vienna, I, I got my coach certificate and I started to work there with women, with expert women, with not only with expert women, with, but mainly with. Them. Right. So the ladies mm-hmm. that you were working with, were a lot of them coming to Austria because of their career or were a lot of them sort of accompanying spouses or was it 50-50? I don't know, maybe uh, there was, there was so, I, I, I couldn't say it 50-50 because the, the, their motives were really different. There were a lot of uh, people from the, within European Union, but I don't know, Romania, Bulgaria, uh, Croatia, you know. Uh, so they, they they moved because of the, they, they they have a better work in Austria and then not anymore. So we we help them to find a, a new job. Uh, a lot of uh, love pets as well, uh, like a diplomat, diplomats, uh, wives and or military wives or UN because UN is in in Austria. So a lot of those uh, those women as well, and a lot of uh, refugees okay. as well. But okay, so then mm-hmm. you're settled in Austria. You're a coach. Are you feeling more fulfilled in your career and 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 life in general than you were in in Chile? Yes. After this this frustration uh, um, time, uh, the the acceptance came. Uh, I was happier than ever before uh, in, in in the in the job uh, on the career area. I after I graduated as a psychologist, I worked for a couple of um, years. As a therapist, and then uh, the destiny uh, drove me to to human resources. But actually, I, I always wanted to be a therapist. And uh, after this pause in in, in yeah. human resources, and uh, moving to Vienna was an, a really good opportunity to resume the, that dream. So I was really really happy about uh, my job and and what I was doing. I was working with twenty five mm-hmm. other women. We were all coaches or, or uh, counselors, and it was 
the best job of my life. It was so amazing, never a competition. It, it was so fulfilling. After every coach session, uh, we shouted to the next door, who's free? I want to talk about something right now. And somebody shouted from the last door of the hall, yeah, I'm free and you can come now. And I came and we, we I don't know, we cried or we or we laugh about some something, what happened to our, with our clients or we share stories. It was really a beautiful job. Yeah. It was really fulfilling. Oh, that's as amazing. Well. It's when you find your right environment mm -hmm. and your people. It must have been mm -hmm. difficult then to start thinking about moving on. So how how did that that happen? Uh, after four years in that in that job, uh, things started mm -hmm. to change. Um, uh, like structurally and 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 the, the how do you say yes. that the management yes. changed. My husband uh, suffers right. from allergies in Austria because I described that it, the, the, the sun is, uh, um, is not yes. that common. <laughs> it's, it doesn't shine that often. So when it shines, like the, the, the plants, yeah. the green things are really, really excited about that. And the pollen is really, really, really strong. Mm -hmm. So um, he he becomes allergic. Uh. Like he can't uh, be out of the house for wow. three months at least so you, you you have to add the five months that the, the winter is there so there's yeah. a, uh, let's say seven or eight months where he yes. has no life yes. uh, outside yeah so that's that for me i really really missed i i grew up in in valparaiso that's a town uh, mm -hmm. at, the, at the sea so i really really missed the sea i wanted to see to see the sea yes. again <laughs> and and uh, we decided to move to Spain uh, actually as well because I wanted to speak my right. language again I really really I'm really really happy that I speak German but uh, I wanted to stop think uh, to to think I uh, stopped to think all the time what I was yeah. going to say and just not I think do. you know what I mean It's like your language, it's like for reflex. You don't have to think, you just speak. And in German, even though I speak really, really good German, is I, I still have to think sometimes about that. And I wanted to give my brain yes. a rest. Yes. <laughs> so those were the main reasons, the, the language, the weather. And uh, yeah, no, that's those, it, those, those are excellent yeah. reasons. Those are excellent reasons. So, okay, before we get to Spain, because I know that was like uh, a major transition for you, tell me about one habit you've picked up in Austria that that just that just makes sense to you that you take everywhere else in the world now, and mm -hmm. I, and I want to do that wherever mm -hmm. I go. So is there anything like you've, you've just picked up as a habit and you're like, everybody should have this or I love this? We started to do our own bread here because we really miss the, the taste of the bread. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing is in Austria, I don't know in Germany, but in Austria, everybody wishes a beautiful day to everybody. Okay, I like that. Uh, not, 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 a, not a great day or a, or a good day, but a beautiful day. 
So it's uh, every every time you say goodbye, even if you go to a store or to the supermarket, you wish uh, to the person a beautiful day. Uh, or, or if it's the afternoon, uh, still a beautiful day. Okay. So, so or, 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 or a beautiful afternoon or a beautiful night uh, or a beautiful weekend if you see them on, 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 on Friday. Yeah. So that's a really nice habit. I think, habit, I think it's really nice to, to hear that. Uh, those wishes. So I, I do that as well here. They, they don't do that a lot here. <laughs> they are more actually, I think it's really interesting to see how uh, the people here are drier <laughs> than, in, than in Vienna in that matter. Okay. You know, so, yes. so if you say, if I say here, oh, have a beautiful day, they look at you like, what? Why are you saying that to me? <laughs> and they, they reply like, okay, or ciao, or yeah, tú también, you too, but yeah. like, like really skeptical, like yes. they don't, they don't know if you are joking or being, making fun of them. Yes. So yeah, I do that actually intentionally because I like the reactions of the people. <laughs> That's perfect. It always amazes me that people are suspicious of joy and happiness. And I can wish you well and not want anything from you. Mm -hmm. About that, uh, I was attending a a course like two two months ago and uh, I was feeling not not that well one day. And I thought, okay, I'm not feeling that great. So I will buy cookies for all the attendees of, uh, of of my colleagues. Uh, for the course because yeah uh, that will make me feel better we were 20 so i bought like cheap cookies but nice really uh, yeah. uh, nice decorated and i put i placed a, a one cookie in each seat and <laughs> it was actually an entrepreneur's uh, course so when when they saw the the cookie they asked who who gave that to me and I said, I did. And she, they asked, uh, okay, are you doing that? Are you selling these cookies? What's the problem? Or what, why are you doing that? You know, nobody, almost nobody said say, thank you. But okay, you have something in your mind. Why are you giving me this cookie? Yes. <laughs> and they were really shocked that I said, no, nothing. I, I was feeling uh, not that great. So I wanted to give something away so I can feel better. They were, they were, they didn't believe that. I mean, the half of them didn't believe that, but the other half were like, yeah, okay, you're right. You want something from me, I know. Yes. Yeah, it's still coming. She's warming us up. She's warming exactly, us up. Exactly. She's a psychologist. She has something in mind. I know. <laughs> okay. So, gosh. Getting back to you're now, you know, you and your husband are on the same page. You've how mm-hmm. long did it take you to decide on Spain? Uh, to really, we were we were playing with the thought of moving abroad for a long time. Mm. I mean, two years or so. Uh, but uh, really, to decide to move to Spain, uh, like two months or so. Okay. We were we don't have many things, so we yeah. were like really free to move anywhere. Yes. So it, it took like two months, and then uh, we we actually started in one city, and then we moved here to Valencia here. Okay. So that was a really, really great shock to move to move to Spain for me and for him as well, because it was his first uh, move yeah. abroad. Yeah. And for me, it was totally different because uh, even though we had the police after one week in, in Vienna, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
<laughs> everything went really smoothly. Everything worked. When they say they're going to give you something in that date, they gave you uh, something to with that thing in exactly on that date. And for me to move in here uh, to, to Spain, it was a little bit like, uh, imagine how it would be if I moved to Chile as an expat. Yes. So it was, it was a really interesting experience. It was very, oh, again with the frustration. Yes. <laughs> because. Yeah, they, 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 how did you say that before? You have a really your own sense of time. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, say that yeah. time is a bit more fluid in some cultures. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they do that a lot here. So for me, after seven years living in Vienna and my mindset, it was like the perfect world for me. Everything works, everything, ah, la, la, la. Yes. And then coming here again to, to my Chile, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It was complicated. Actually, my husband took it uh, uh, far more better than I did. Uh, I was really frustrated. Interesting. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I was really harsh. I was really, uh, yeah, I I didn't want to. I'm going home. I'm I'm going back to the end. I don't want to (laughs) And he said, no, but relax. You have to be open. You have to be calm and everything. Patient. No, 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 no. no. I want to go back. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool because I would have expected him just using yes. my good old fashioned stereotypes to mm-hmm, be the one who mm-hmm. lost it. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I was, I was the one who lost it. Oh, that's but perfect. Again, but again, all my skills, uh, my Chilean skills work here, of course. You right. know, the, the things that like, like, no, oh, but please help me. I don't know what to do. Can you explain me, please? I, I came here at, at, the, at eight in the morning, please. <laughs> that doesn't work in Vienna. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So sorry that you got up so early, but no, we can't do that. Oh, I love here. this. <laughs> I love this. It's just the human side that you never hear about in the tourist brochures, isn't it? It's, exactly. This is fabulous. So now you're a about to to move to Spain um you've been talking about it for a while did you tell me about what your career then looked like so did you did you think you were going to get a job in Spain I mean moving around the EU is pretty easy what what were mm-hmm. the options what were, what was the thought process like about how you're gonna manage life uh, I was thinking uh, my plan actually I had of course I had a plan and my plan was to to get a master's degree here in Spain in clinical psychology right and uh, to to uh, to start to work uh, as a psychologist as a clinical psychologist to open my own practice here in, in in Spain everything was really good plan but the thing was that when I came here after I don't know how many emails and and confirmations uh, it couldn't happen right. because um, my uh, diploma my title uh, I have to make how do you say that let them recognize it and since 2014, they don't do that with psychology. But nobody told me that. Oh. I, I, I email. I can give you a list of emails from uh, official organizations, and and they they say, yeah, of course you can do that. It is a really smooth process. It won't take long. La 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 la. But then when I came here, when I go, when I went to this to the office to the recognition of how do you say that recognition? I'll find uh, the right word. I know exactly what okay. you mean. Like it's a, like a council that. Um... Yeah, but like that, those they say, yeah. They, they say your title is valid here. You can you can uh, be a psychologist. You can be a lawyer. You can be whatever here in in Spain. 
So um, for psychologists, it's not possible. So mm-hmm. you have to actually basically do the whole career again. Ouch. So, yes. So, uh, or, uh, I mean, you can, you can uh, do masters or, or, or PhDs in another areas, but not in clinical psychology. So, um, it was a shock, a really great shock. I was, it wasn't planned at all. That actually the one, one, that's, that was one of the main motives to move to Spain and not to another country. Yeah. Because they say, okay, you can, you can do that here. It's no problem. So yes, that was really shock, a really sh- big shock. And it took me a couple of months to recover for that, from that. Yes, I'd be uh, heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. Because it do. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to pursue my dream of, uh, of being a therapist and, uh, yeah, so I, it was like a, a really dark time for me. It was, I, I would say, it was one of the worst times that I've had abroad in my life. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know what to do. What, what should I do now? I have a plan, and now the plan is not working anymore. Mm. I'm Nicole from the Expat Cast. And I'm Sean from Expat Life Germany. We both host podcasts about what it's like to live as an expat in Germany. What she means by that is we are sworn rivals. And as such, we thought there would be no better way to celebrate this Christmas season than with a cutthroat competition. Can you feel the Christmas spirit already? Listeners, meet Fege Padfo or the first ever Germany expat podcaster's Advent Donation Face-Off. Starting with the first day of Advent on December 1st, we're competing to see who can raise more money for their charity of choice. I'm asking for donations for Lebenshilfe in Bad Winsheim. And I'm asking for donations for Women's Worth Inc. Every Sunday until Christmas, you can tune into either of our shows to get an update on who's in the lead. We'll announce the winner on Christmas Day. To find out more information about our charities of choice, as well as to learn how to participate, visit expatlifegermany.de slash charity. You can also subscribe to the Expat Cast for updates. Or you could subscribe to Expat Life Germany for updates. Boo! No, Whoa. don't subscribe to Whoa. him. Subscribe to me. So, subscribe to so me. Uncalled for. Smack talk, smack talk. Smack, smack. Nicole. Smack talk. Smack talk. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I think I'm bad at this. <laughs> the smack talk queen, everybody. At any rate, we hope you play along. Get donating. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören. So, yes. So, after these two months uh, of uh, feeling sorry about myself and my life, you know, Mm -hmm. I started to be intentional and to apply all the things that I say to my clients and to my my expert uh, people, uh, to myself. And I began to think, okay. I, this is now, this is what I have. This, uh, this is my present. What do I do? Uh, the first thing, I, my, t- my title was recognized in Vienna in Austria. So I, I'm a psychologist in Austria. There's no, that's no problem. And I, I, I remembered, okay, I'm a coach as well. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I will start to actually do that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I can do both. I can do psychology. I can do coaching. And why not online if I don't? I'm not able to to offer it in Spain like like the way I wanted to. Yes. What why should I do it online? And I speak three languages. Why shouldn't I do it in three languages? And so that that was the beginning of my uh, comeback. <laughs> but it took me. Yeah, it took me a while to to get there to to where I am now, but it it, it worked. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. I mean, I just mm-hmm. can't imagine the disappointment. It's like I've done everything right. I had I didn't just turn up on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. I did the research, mm-hmm. and then somebody somewhere doesn't know what's happening in their own country, but they're in charge mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Wow! So mm-hmm. then you decide you're going to be coaching, and did you want to join? another organization or was the new plan always to strike out on your own uh the new plan was a an, in in the long term after my 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 masters yes <laughs> uh, to to do that on my own and that was really scary because i've never done that before i was always uh, in, in an organization or or a, or a ong or something like that so uh i knew that i wanted to do that by myself like an entrepreneur um, and yeah, that was the plan. So it, it, it actually was, uh, um, faster and not in two years, like I imagined. And I started from scratch. I didn't know a thing about anything about the entrepreneur, uh, world, uh, about business at all. Yeah. Uh, that, that was really, really new ground for me and uh, so that struggle and still is it's 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 still a really um uh how do you say that a pandora's box for me yes. if every time i open a door or a window or something it, it explodes <laughs> on my face with a lot of information and another door and another window and it's like a never-ending story uh, <laughs> so I, I just want to do my coaching you know what i mean but yeah i have to do that as well so i'm 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 learning and little by little I have to be patient and and uh, know my limits as well you know I, I, I don't have to know everything right away yeah. I'm I have to learn and take my time and do it again and again and again <laughs> until it works like a digital world like a, a website and Instagram and social media and la, la, la. it's a lot yeah. all of these yes. pieces that fit together yes. it is it's a lot yes. and you nobody tells you you have to keep refining it no. so where did no. you start looking besides you know googling where did you actually mm-hmm. find good information to help you start this process of planning your business online um uh, i i i would say <laughs> i i have to it, it happened it, it's six months or it, it's not that long but uh i would say a lot of uh research like uh, internet research a lot of going to places like uh, uh, there's an office here in Valencia. They provide a lot of information for new entrepreneurs about, you know, from taxes. That's a topic that I love the most, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> taxes and, and, and all that, that bureaucracy uh, to marketing, to a business plan. So I, I, had, I had really good guidance in that matter. Um, uh, I, have a men- I had a mentor as well. Uh, and so she um, guided me through all the things that I needed to know, uh, especially about myself, 
that I was able to do that as well. Not only I'm a, I'm a great coach and, and psychologist and people person, but I'm a great businesswoman and, you know, this mindset. Yes. To be there as well. Uh, she helped me a lot. Uh, but um, you find so much information when you start to research. If, if you don't have a guide, if you don't have someone who's been a while in the business uh, making uh, the, the same thing or, or something similar as you do. If you don't, if, if I uh, hadn't uh, had my mentor, I would be totally lost now because okay. he really filtered a lot of information for me. Because every day when I was meeting her, we were, we were meeting once a week. Uh, I was so overwhelmed with information, and I should know that, and I should know that, and I should master that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and it was a never. It's still a never-ending story. So she helped me filter a little bit what's more important to know now and, and maybe these things that I should learn in one year, not now. You know, what should I do now to get clients and no, not in, in, in two months or three months? Yeah. So I, I, should rec I would recommend that to get a mentor if you're just getting started. Yeah. Okay. So she's actually a mentor. Is she also a coach for coaches or is she's she... a psychologist she's okay. a psychologist and 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 she does uh, she actually introduced me to the online therapy world that was her idea to the, because i was seeing her as a as my psychologist as my therapist and i came of course to her when when everything exploded and she told she told me okay but Okay, let's uh, work about that. But after that, you should do that online, like I do. You are great in that. You're, it's, you know, you will see it's, it's really almost the same thing as uh, in person. So she, she planted uh, the idea on me, like Inception, yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, uh, she became a mentor as well. So, she, but it was her idea. Actually, I have to thank her, her that I'm here now in in, in, the, in the online world. So mm -hmm. tell me about your business. Who comes to you and what are they looking for help with? Expats, expats or soon to be expats. And now I'm uh, focusing as well in repats. Also people that are coming back home after a while abroad. And uh, I'm helping them uh, to find sense and clarity in this whole messy world that's an expert world. It's really beautiful and it's really exciting and you discover a lot of things, but it's really um, complicated as well. And uh, a lot of things that you didn't plan or you didn't know about the new country are coming up. So it's really confusing. So I found I helped them to find to find clarity in this sense and to to find a, um, a way and to set goals and purpose in, in, in their new life as experts. Are they finding mm -hmm. you before they're actually leaving their home country or are they, they've already landed and then they're lost and they somehow found you? Uh, both. <laughs> some, some of them contact me uh, because they are preparing themselves to, to be an expert, to becoming an expert. And they know they, they need advice about how to and bureaucracy as well. Sometimes, I mean, every country is different, but the, the basic things that you should know before moving, like, I don't know, uh, where are you going to live? The school for the kids, uh, visa, residency, um, uh, uh, taxes, and etc. Those kind of things and 
the, the mindset to move abroad as well. It, it, uh, lower your expectations, uh, reality check, wh- what do you expect, what are your uh, motivations, uh, etc. Uh, for the students to be expats. And for the expats themselves, they're already there, struggling with the language, struggling with finding friends. Uh, the relationship, if they moved, uh, maybe it's not um, the way they, they expect it to be because there's a lot of stress involved. Uh, because it's not only um, the relationship is new, probably if they moved, if one of them moved uh, while they were in a long distance relationship. So they never, they, they never really lived together before until now. You know what I mean? So yes. the, the stress added to the expat thing is a, a new relationship. They're moving, they're living together. So that's another added stress. Uh, there's a process that I call, because I lived it myself, I experienced myself, it's like mm-hmm. involution, yeah. like the, not evolving, but involving, you're feeling like helpless, like a child, because uh, you can even, I don't know, go to the doctor alone. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have the strength or the, or the, or the, you're not brave enough to do that because you are not, uh, you don't know, you don't master the language. So you don't, you, you don't have, how do you say that? You don't dare to yes. ask questions in that, in that, in that language. Yes. So you feel like a child, you feel like you are not, or your skills or your, what, what you gained over the years, yeah. like, I don't know, your, what you study, your career, uh, everything went away. And now you're like a child in this new world and you don't know what to do so they they are in the state uh, most of them so I help them to be again the adult and the the brave and strong person that move abroad so it's a really nice process yes you've Mm -hmm. just explained and articulated everything I ever felt like I I love like you know I'm a grown I'm a grown-ass woman but Mm -hmm. I'm too afraid to go into that store because they Mm -hmm. looked at me weird last time and I didn't leave with what I wanted Mm -hmm. and now I feel like Mm -hmm. an idiot Mm -hmm. oh my goodness yes Yes. (laughs) are you finding pollution yes (laughs) are you finding there's Mm -hmm. more acceptance now if you like, for your services, because I feel that a couple of years ago, the expat lifestyle was, it was very much seen as kind of a luxury and a privilege and like, oh, you're taking five off. I mean, five years mm-hmm. off real life, but it's like, no, mm-hmm. this is, this is my life. Are you finding mm-hmm. that people are more open to your services and talking more openly about the difficult parts of being an expat? More than before. But still, there's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of, oh, I'm not supposed to feel that way. Right. I'm not supposed to feel this way because I'm lucky. I'm an expat. I'm in another country. I'm living the life. So I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to feel the way, like I described before. No, I have to have a good life. I have to be happy. I have to uh, enjoy myself every time. So you have to add all this stress of being in in this situation in this loneliness and this involution state and not allowing yourself to feel that way so it's really complicated but uh, two years ago was worse yes yes it's getting it's getting better but still there's a lot of stigma in 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 expert coach yeah I, I think there is. And we are telling people now that it is okay to move to a beautiful new country and feel like you want to go home and you're depressed and you're lost. And it's, <laughs> and it's normal and you're allowed to do that as uh, uh, so often uh, as you want. And all emotions are good. 
Yes. That's my mantra. That's what I always say. That's, that's what I always post. All emotions are good. It doesn't matter if it's not that great, if you don't feel uh, um, like you... Uh, I don't want to say negative emotions because emotions are not negative, but unpleasant. Especially those un- unpleasant emotions are giving you a lot of information of what you need, of what uh, you, you, you should... Um, address what what you should talk about and but allow yourself to feel the way you're feeling please do that always i love Mm -hmm. that now tell me how people can contact you and give us your social media handles Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay so uh you can find me in my website is www.gabriela-encina.com or in my instagram is gabriela.expat.coach and uh, facebook as well is ps gabriela encina altogether perfect and you Mm -hmm. support men and women do you also support um you know different age group like teens or third culture kids uh, no, I am specialized in adults and, and, and women and men, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw a couple of questions at you before we round up. Um, okay. On your travels, what's the oddest thing that you've eaten? <laughs> I can answer that really quickly. In Mexico, uh, they have, how do you call that? Uh, they call it chapulines. And they are these this insects that hop a lot. I don't know the name in English. Grasshoppers. Um, I think they yes. grass. Thank you very much. Grasshoppers uh, fried with uh, chili mm-hmm. and they were really good. Yeah. Oh, you enjoyed them? You're like, give me another plate yeah. of those. I need. No, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not exaggerate. <laughs> but uh, it was <laughs> it was better than than I, than I expected. Definitely, we had a lot of chile and, and they were fried, so a lot of oil. <laughs> but it was okay. It was like fries. Okay. Inter- no, but mm-hmm. they eat them in Lesotho as well. I've managed to avoid it, but I, mm-hmm. they eat them in Lesotho as well. So okay, okay. when you moved to Austria and then an example, when you moved to Spain, one mm-hmm. ordinary thing that tripped you up. So for example, when I came to the US, getting on the bus used to freak me out because I didn't know how to recharge my, my card in the bus. And I used to hold people up and it used to really embarrass me. So what was an everyday thing that tripped you up when you got to Austria? Uh, to go to the doctor. Okay. To go to the doctor, it was like the worst thing in the world for me. It was, it, they didn't understand and I was really afraid. And, and to the to my gynecologist, that was really, that was a really interesting experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep that to myself. But yeah. even Martin. <laughs> Thank you. And then in Spain. <laughs> Uh, and in Spain, um, uh, coming back to the to the Chilean state of mind again, to to maybe ah, uh, but we talk, we can talk about no, it doesn't work. But uh, if we talk about it a little bit more, maybe it can work. You know, this 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 yeah. this I don't know negotiating that that's <laughs> that was interesting again. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um, what have you learned about yourself? in this whole process do you mean uh, which process it, to move abroad or moving this, abroad this being an expat just all of these changes mm-hmm. you've been through what have you learned about yourself uh mostly i've learned a lot a lot a lot but mostly that how strong i am mm-hmm. and how resilient i am and 
every time that I got kicked uh, and, and, and something went wrong and I thought, okay, that's it. I'm never going to that to, to, to try it again. I did it anyway and it worked and, and, and it showed me every time how strong and resilient I am. And then for the expat woman who is thinking of starting her own business, advice for her. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Go and go for it. Do it. Believe in yourself. Believe in your dream. Believe in your idea. Get help. Ask a lot of questions, but stay true to your dream because, and that will happen a lot. It happens still to me. Everybody has a great idea about what you should do. Everybody has a better idea than you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's really confusing. It gets confusing, confusing sometimes, but listen and filter what you think is positive for you and what you think is uh, important, but believe and stay true what, what you want to do. I love it. And would you say it's important for people to have a separate life away from their partner, even even mm -hmm. if they're not working, but as an expat couple, is that important for you? Do you think that's an, a stress in your relationship? Absolutely. You should get a, a separate life so you can uh, feel uh, you can be you. And not only depending on, on, on your husband, and, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that economically, but also socially and emotionally. Yeah. So create your own life apart from your husband. Have a great life with him, share some friends, but uh, do uh, explore and see what you really need. Not only the relationship, but what you really need and what uh, your friends uh, look up, uh, look your own friends, look the things that you want to do, uh, take care of you. Yes, because it's really important for you and for the relationship as well to have a separate life. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, this has been so awesome. <laughs> thank you for sharing your stories. They are You're amazing. Really welcome. It was a pleasure. Okay. <laughs> it was really nice talking to you. Oh. <laughs> yes, and to you too. I know we ran a oh. little bit over, but um, is there anything else you want me to include? Maybe stress, but you can do that. Like you say that... that um, People shouldn't believe or shouldn't uh, uh, listen to everything that everybody has to say about their business. Because Yes, sometimes exactly. we ask the wrong people yeah. for or, advice. Or even, or even the right people, people who love you and mean well, you know. It's, it's not like they're going to, they want you to, to fail or something, but they believe that it was best for you. And, and it's not that what's what's best for you, but if you hear that from your husband or your father or your best friend, you think, okay, she loves me, so she must be right, you know. So it's it gets con yeah. confusing sometimes. Yeah. So that, that's maybe you you should stress a little bit about that. Believe in yourself. It doesn't matter who tells you. Believe in what you want to do. Thank you for listening to The Enterprising Expat. You can help the show grow and reach more people by sharing this episode with your friends, supporting us on social media, or leaving a rating and review in whatever your favorite podcast catcher is. Cheers, and I'll see you in two weeks.